the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We are called a new creature in Christ. Now, just how powerful that is will be the subject of our time today and tomorrow here on Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. We are new creatures in Christ. Scripture tells us this. But what is the power that is associated with this new creation? Glad you asked. We have some answers for you out of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1-6. through 6. From Valley Bible Church in Hercules, hi there, and welcome to today's broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. We are looking at the power of a new creation and that power that is expressed from God himself into us and now resides in us. For the details, here's Pastor Phil. We're in this uh, uh, remarkable book in which Paul has said that he is a minister of a new covenant, which would be like saying he's the minister of the gospel, not the law. He's not Moses, but he's got something far superior to the law. He's got a message of grace, a message of the Spirit, a message that brings righteousness. The law could condemn. It was never meant to save. It was meant to tell you you need to be saved. (laughs) It was meant to tell you you're a lawbreaker. You're not able to uh, keep God's commands. You just don't measure up. And so the gospel says, how can I be right with God? How can I be right with God? And Paul said, I know I bear that message, and I'm glad to bear it. But today I want us to look at, as he continues his argument, that uh, uh, the miracle uh, of a new creation in Christ. What is the miracle, uh, the power of a new creation might be the way to say it. And I think of three things we're going to look at. The minister of this gospel, Paul, and the integrity he brought it. Uh, to them with, what the kind of integrity. Uh, And then we're going to look at the message that faces continual satanic opposition. Why is our gospel always being stuffed out, snuffed out? Why do we constantly fight to get it out? And finally, uh, the miracle, the miracle of a new creation, the miracle, how it takes place. It's remarkable. Let's look at him. He says in verse 1, Therefore, reaching back to the argument, I'm not Moses. I'm Paul. I've been enabled by the Spirit to preach in the Spirit, to preach with an unveiled face, Jesus Christ. Therefore, since through God's mercy we have this ministry, we do not lose heart. Rather, we have renounced secret things and shameful ways. We do not use deception, nor do we distort the word of God. On the contrary, 
by setting forth the truth plainly, we commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For what we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure. I believe that's the message, the gospel. In jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. It's our message that saves, not the messengers. The message, not the messenger. I just had a young man telling me about a man studying theology, finally decided Jesus wasn't the Christ. And uh, as I inquired of him more, oh, the guy got hurt in the church. The pastor stole money and all of that went on. And, and so he decided Jesus must not be the Christ because he found out the preacher was a crook. I said, son, what does the preacher have to do with Christ? You better have more than preacher religion because none of us preachers can get you to heaven. We bear a message in clay pots, but it's only Christ that saves. Don't be basing your faith on men. Base it upon the Lord Jesus Christ, the only one that will never disappoint. He's everything he said he would be. Paul says four things about his ministry and his privilege of bearing the gospel. He said, first of all, I'm in the ministry of bearing this message because I received mercy from God. He was, he was always saying that. Remember, Paul was a blasphemer. He was a persecutor of the church. He consented to the death of Stephen. They laid Stephen's garments at his feet. And he probably representing the Sanhedrin said, go ahead and kill him. Go ahead and stone him. And Acts 9, he's on his way to kill Christians up in Damascus. So he was an enemy of the Christ he preaches. There is nobody that bears the gospel message that wasn't a former enemy. The biggest proof of our message is ourselves. I once hated it. I once was opposed to it. Now, I think that bothers me to say I ever hated it because I grew up around the truths and I I gave mental assent. I've always, because I grew up in a Christian home, I always believed Jesus was virgin born. How many of you always believe that? You believe that he died on the cross? Yeah. Buried, raised, you know, and let's go out and steal something. You know, it had no effect on my life. But I knew the facts. I believe the facts were true. I, I just didn't have a personal relationship. And so I knew the facts. That's the hardest kids in our 
church to evangelize are those from Christian homes. They got all the answers. But they're not saved. And they'll manifest it by the time they leave the home. I mean, right now, what do you say when dad's feeding you, training you, mama's taking care of you? Uh, Is Jesus Christ? Yes. Do you believe the God? Yes, yes, yes. We'll find out. We'll find out in time. Some really do believe in Christ as children. But it's not necessarily so. But Paul said, I am a minister of this gospel because I found mercy in God's sight. And he said to Timothy, God has demonstrated his mercy and his long-suffering in me. I think that's a marvelous testimony. Uh, You know, I was at a pastor's conference years ago, and I shared the fact that as a pastor, you usually are put on this pedestal that you have to be the epitome of godliness in the whole church because you're the model. You're the example. And it's kind of like, look at what God can do. And everybody has these high expectations. You know what Paul said? He said, when I come in town, you see two things. God is merciful, and he has put up with me for a long time. Would you follow that kind of leadership? Somebody you think God's been merciful to, and somebody that God has taken years to make them what they are? That's what Paul said, too. He said, I have this ministry so I don't lose heart. I have not lost courage. It was, uh, I'm trying to think of the Russian writer, I'm going blank, Solzhenitsyn, who said that one need only study history but to realize that the loss of courage has always signaled the end. When you lose courage, it's over. That's why this word discouragement, it just means I'm losing my courage. I'm amazed all the way back to Joshua, right on through Scripture. Be strong in the Lord. Be courageous. Don't be afraid. Be strong in the Lord. Courage for the right. Courage. Think of those Hebrew children. Oh, king, we're not careful to answer you. Uh, Heat it up as much as you want. If our God should deliver, hey, that'd be nice. But if he doesn't, it doesn't matter. We're still not going to serve your gods. Courage. And Paul said, I don't care what the Judaizers are saying about me. I don't care about what this faction in the church at Corinth is saying about me. The opposition I'm living with and the criticism, the beatings, all the opposition. I've li- Listen to this man. There's been many a time I've lost my courage. Many a time I needed a touch from God to get the courage back to continue. And here he's saying, you know what? No matter what, because we've got a message and we've got a calling from God. We don't give up. We don't lose heart. You see, people in Christian service, it's amazing how many lose heart. You did run well, Paul said. Who has hindered you? What made you turn back? Who cut in on you? Uh, Oh, you used to. I used to. You used to. No, what are you doing now? 
Do you have the courage? The courage. And he said, because God gave us this ministry, we have not lost heart. And he says it again in verse 16. We do not lose heart. I I must say, it, it is a battle not to lose your heart when you live with criticism, persecution, uh, poor results, on and on. What makes some people just do the same thing year in, year out, year in, year out? Maybe it's the fact God gave them their ministry. Who asked you to teach that class? Who asked you to function the way you are in the body of Christ? Is God in it? Paul says, I continue. I haven't lost heart. Third thing he says, I haven't given up integrity in preaching and bearing this message. I haven't sacrificed my character. Verse 2, if you'll notice that. The essence of all leadership is trust. No matter what the style is, if you can't trust them, uh, you won't follow far. Uh, Have we not been besieged, besieged, besieged by the headlines that you wonder what in the world is going on in secret? Well, there's been a whole lot going on that's shameful. And listen to what Paul says. We have renounced secret and shameful ways. We don't have a secret life. Uh, we're not afraid for you to uh, examine what we do off hours. You know, Las Vegas, what happens here stays here. Oh, no, it doesn't. It gets out of the city limits. Uh, when you're God's child, you remember what David said? I thought I was pulling off a secret night. And then in Psalms 51, he said, but it was before you that I sinned. Hidden sin down here is open scandal up there. You can't hide with God. You can't hide. Once a man asked Charles Spurgeon, can we write your biography? I loved his reply. He said, write it in the heavens for I have nothing to hide. There's no secret tapes. There's not a third party. And Paul is saying, I don't practice shameful practices. I'm not a crooked apostle. I'm not a crooked minister. I don't have to be. We do not use deception, and it means bait. We don't use tricks to get people. We're not into the trickery business. And then, nor do we distort the Word of God, which meant to water it down or corrupt it. Corrupt it. Uh, You know, we all cannot have a Joel Osteen face. Some of us look like I do. (laughs) You're stuck. But it's amazing, all the styles. Some people say, well, I don't like the way he speaks. Well, why don't you? Well, he's got this mannerism, that mannerism, and all the speech impediments and distractions. Do they ever tell you the truth? Well, I uh, well, I, I just don't like their, you know, I remember when I first was here at McGee, I said, where did this country boy come from? How, how does he think he could be on the radio? Well, you try staying on the air 20 years after you're dead. <laughs> we don't want to hear you when you're alive. 
He's been dead 20 years and he reaches more people than me. Not doing too bad. The accent didn't hurt too bad. But we get this picky, 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 picky. And that's why men are scared to death to preach. Trying to please nitty-gritty congregations. Oh, oh, man. That's why I love renting the dance hall. I couldn't bother anybody. You were desperate to go there anyway. I mean, we had nothing. Paul said, I'm not a trickster. I'm not a speech specialist. I'm a truth teller. I don't care if the guy's mannerism is good or bad. Do I have cancer or don't I? Do you know how to fix me? Don't you? I don't know if you say it's smooth or kind of gruff. I want to know. I need the truth. And today we've given up truth for mannerism. If you're smooth, if you're nice, a good talker, what's the truth? Don't lie to me. I must hear the truth. The truth sets free, not a man's smooth speech, not his manner. The message sets free, not the preacher. You can be scared. I know my brother Paul, he used to drive me around uh, when I was 15. I didn't have driver's license, and he would drive me around to preach. And boy, he was critical. At the end of the message, when we're driving home, he, he would read off every mispronounced, every, I mean, he kept a record. I mean, he was embarrassed what he's hearing because uh, I was slaughtering it. And you did this and you did that wrong and, and blah, blah, blah. But, and then sometimes he'd say, you are one of the boldest young punks I've ever heard. He said, you are bold, and you're only 15. Why are you so bold on it? I said, well, if it says it in the Bible, I could say it, can I? He said, yeah, but you're a kid. I said, it doesn't make any difference if God said it. And he said, well, it's a miracle they ever have you back. <laughs> and he's right about that. Uh, he, uh, we don't distort the word of God. On the contrary, we're appealing to your conscience and we're preaching as before God. We're preaching before God uh, in the face of God. And he said in 1 Corinthians 4, he said, It's a small thing if I'm judged by men, for my motives will be exposed before the living God. Think of every one of you along with me. He said, Your motives will be exposed before the Lord. James 3 says, oh, by the way, you want to be a Bible teacher? Don't seek to be teachers because God's got a severe judgment for you teachers. You're too lazy to study to know what it means and you still tell people what it means. He said, you ought not to get in that arena unless you plan to study because I hold you accountable. I, I don't want you to play fast and loose with my word. Say what I said. Study to show yourself approved, not ashamed of the work you did. Awesome responsibility. Then he goes on and he says, I am this kind of a minister. God put me in the ministry out of mercy. Uh, I haven't lost heart. I'm still at it. Uh, I don't adulterate. I haven't given up my integrity. I don't have to be a liar to be a preacher. And this man certainly was not. But he said, let me tell you something about my message. It's not always received. And some of my critics are saying, you know what, if you're so right, why aren't more people believing it? 
If you're so right, why aren't there more converts? And he said throughout Corinthians, Corinthians chapter 1, he said, what I am preaching in Athens is foolishness, and I know it. The intelligentsia of the ancient Near East in the Greek world, Philo, Aristotle, Herod, they would shoo me off of Mars Hill. I'm seen as an idiot. For what we preach, the preaching of the cross, is foolishness to men who are perishing. And I know that. Chapter 2 of Second Corinthians. I know that when I come with my message, it stinks to those that are perishing. It smells like death. And they say, get that rotten message out of here. I don't need this. Get out of here. Get out of here. Why do you think he was stoned? Run out of town. He would speak many times in the synagogue, have a good hearing, and before it's over, they're throwing him out. They're persecuting him. And he's going to say, my message has mixed reviews. Jesus said one time, don't be alarmed that the multitudes are not listening to me. For straight is the gate, narrow is the way, and everybody will get on it. How many get on it? Few. How did you wind up on it? We'll, we'll look at that. The God of this age which is a term for Satan, has blinded the minds of unbelievers. As long as you're refusing to believe God, you will live with a mental blindness. This blindness is understanding, comprehension. You remember what he said in chapter 3? That Israel, they can't understand God. They don't understand the law. Uh, And he said, this veil is only removed when you come to Christ. Faith in Christ opens up and floods the heart with understanding and comprehension of God. But as long as Christ is kept out, the mind will stay uninformed. You cannot be saved with the Bible only. God must do something inwardly. That's what the new covenant's about. It's not in stones. It's in the heart. I want to give you a new spirit. I want to engrave my law inside. God must do something in us. It's not just externals. Religion, formality, ceremony. It's all hogwash when it comes to knowing God. What happens inside? And here he says, I know that the message I preach, Paul is saying, is Men can't see it. And I'm saying, do you see the sun? I can't see where there is no sun. There is no such thing as the sun. There is. Open your eyes. I, I don't see it. And I have to say at times this verse has discouraged my heart in evangelism. That the sowing of the gospel demands great patience and endurance because there's so much rejection. 
And you're listening to Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard, the ministry of Valley Bible Church here in Hercules. As we close out our broadcast today, we would invite you to contact us. Let us know how the program encourages you in Christ and how this program is being used by you on a daily basis. Are we just a normal part of your radio listening? Do you tap into our resources available at our website? Have you visited our church? These are things we would love to hear from you. Take a moment, call or write to us today. Our phone number is 855-833-9864. Again, you can reach us at 855-833-9864. You're also welcome to visit our website, truthfortodayradio.org. Take advantage of the resource materials I mentioned a moment ago. We have several. Again, truthfortodayradio.org. You'll also find information about Valley Bible Church right there as well, who we are, what we believe, worship times, services, and directions to the church. We'd love to have you join us, especially if you're not involved in a church at this time. Again, that's truthfortodayradio.org. If you're writing to us, our address is 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278. Hercules, California. The zip code is 94547. And then, as we conclude our time together today, we would also invite you to partner with us. This radio broadcast and the many resources that accompany it are available as you partner with us, as you link arms with us financially and prayerfully. No gift is too small, no gift is too large, and you can do a one-time gift or make monthly pledges. No matter, we'd love to have you be a partner with us as we continue to minister the gospel of Christ to the Bay Area and beyond. So contact us today. Our phone number is 855-833-9864. And you can also donate online at truthfortodayradio.org. That's truthfortodayradio.org. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. We look forward to seeing you next time we get together for another broadcast of Truth For Today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.